The Big 12 Experience Championship Game Preview and Picks Edition on the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. That is the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines. Download that Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. And use that code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Big 12 College Experience. Final game of the Big 12 football season for 2023. Can't believe uh, the end is here, but hey, here we are. Thursday, November 30th, two days away, less than 48 hours away from Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys taking on the uh, our favorite school, right? The Texas Longhorns led by star Steve Starkeesian. Horns down as Rush is over there. But if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin, and joined each and every episode on the Big 12 College Experience. First up, he uh, was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa, and he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. You can see the Dove V stuff behind him. He is a walking contradiction. He is rambling. Rush, Rush, we made it to the final game, man. Dude, best weekend in college football conference championship. Love it. Look forward to next year's conference championship weekend when West Virginia's in it. Uh, it was a good, you know, we'll do a little reflection on the Big 12 season. But as we talked about, those preseason polls are ridiculous. They accidentally yeah. put a one in front of the four for uh, West Virginia's final ranking. But, hey, good season. Looking, looking forward to this weekend as well. Absolutely. And you're wondering who the third man in the box is. And, you know, you see he's got that beautiful orange. He's got the right shade of orange on today. Uh, headed into this Big 12 championship. You guys know him as Troy Tuning, the DC Messiah. But also, he is a green mowing, weed growing, Big 12 guru. What is up, man? I know you're fired up for uh, for this uh, Big 12 jars championship. Jars are right there. Got the jars yeah. right there. What's up, man? How are you doing? I know you're Pretty ready good. for this game. I um, I was doing my deep dive into this game even before we decided uh, beforehand here we should probably go through the whole Big 12 year and all that kind of stuff, but uh, was able to get fully registered and use the code for uh, uh, Underdog here. Just there checking out some of, the, some of the higher and lower offerings. This game looks like uh, there's going to be kind of a pretty easy parlay that, that we'll, we'll talk about later on in uh, uh, – the show, but things are going pretty good. I'm not quite nervous for Oklahoma state yet. If, if uh made it through the BYU game, I don't think this one's going to be nearly as nerve wracking to be completely honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's go, let's go a uh, year in review. So, you know what guys, I think we first should be fully transparent with our preseason predictions. I think I still have the breath. Because we, I mean, there were some great calls. There were some shit calls. So we'll start it off. We'll 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 poke it a rush to start. And yeah, then we'll get over get that glue factory cranking, man. 
So oh, man, that's ugly. Uh, yeah. So for Rush, let's see if I can get this over. Nah, I can only do this. Um. Anyway, Rush, you uh, you had Texas Tech and Baylor, so obviously that did not work out. Baylor being the biggest disappointment. You were pretty spot on with Texas almost, so I'll give you credit there. Uh, Appreciate it. Iowa State was a big miss. I think they proved us all wrong. But, I mean, I think Oklahoma State, that's pretty good. West Virginia, oh, actually, you under underachieved. With hey, that, that that's one I'm okay being, being <laughs> yeah. on with, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rush, tell me about your, uh, tell me about your uh, predictions and, and looking back on what you thought then versus now. Because this is why they're preseason predictions, baby. Absolutely. So fell into the hype a little bit with, with Texas tech. Um, obviously the your mark comments got me fired up before the season. And like <laughs> I, pre- I predicted that, that, that Thanksgiving game was going to be for going to the big 12 championship and the way they set it up. I think even the big 12 tried to make it that case. So that didn't happen. Obviously uh, don't follow the, I, I broke my own rule of falling into the hype of Hey, a team that hasn't proven themselves yet, and now they're getting a lot of offseason hype. You know, don't fall into that trap. Well, I did. Uh, definitely got cute with the Baylor pick. I'm like, oh, you know, no one's talking about Baylor. And kind of remember, you know, two years ago when they were in the Big 12 championship and won it. Uh, yeah, got way too cute there. And then, you know, overreacted to Iowa State, of course. But, you know, for the most part, everything else is kind of somewhat in line. I uh, was happy to be wrong about WU. Glad they went eight and four. Uh, BYU. You know, they were five and two and then lost the remainder of their games. So uh, that that you want to talk about disappointment that. But, you know, UCF five and seven end up six and six. So good. One of those new teams gets to go bowling. And, you know, Houston and Cincy were pretty, pretty close as well. So I like I said, I liked OK State, too. I was a little top heavy in this. Thought there were going to be a lot more better teams. But, hey, it, it happens. And we'll even say this about ourselves. Right. Don't fall into the preseason polls or the preseason hype. Uh, I guess that goes for us as well. So. Hey, except your guys is uh, Oklahoma State uh, forty-one pick, so one went away from that. So, so good for you guys. You you saw it better than I did. Yeah, it's it's still alive. I'm trying to figure out some segs. Troy, let's go over to you for yours. Here's what you had going into the year. You were in the you were on the Baylor hype too. Unfortunately, the, the um, fucking Bears were a dud for us, man. Unfortunately, on the Baylor hype, uh, was a little too late from the preseason on to really live up to our uh, our West Virginia hype throughout the year. Didn't really reflect that in the uh, preseason standings. Um, pretty much, I mean, UCF, BYU, TCU, and them pretty close. I think Texas yeah. Tech I was a little too high on, even at eight and four still. But uh, yeah, probably shouldn't have picked any undefeated teams <laughs> in the Big Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we 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 were we were very high on this uh k-state team with all the things that they had back but quarterback was the big issue um all right we'll go over to mine um i i ate shit because you'll see who i predicted last <laughs> texas oh. is uh went from last to first according to mine but other than that uh i mean i had k-state 11 and 1 Nailed Oklahoma State exacta nine and three. Uh, they were seven and two in the league. I did not see South Alabama coming, <laughs> so I can't. I can't claim that I saw that they were going to lose to South Alabama. Man, I even had West Virginia at seven. I thought I had them at eight and four, but I guess seven and five. Baylor. I was on the hype train with you guys as well. Thought they'd be better. TCU disappointment five and seven. Um, Oklahoma six and six. They were way better than that. I was shitting on 
uh, Oklahoma and Texas, obviously, going into the year. Probably one of my better calls has got to be, I think, Iowa State. Getting, Iowa State, for sure. Yeah, I, I thought that Campbell could grind that thing out. UCF finished exactly 6-6. Six and six. BYU could have been 6-6. Six and six. So a couple couple lemons from me, um, mainly uh, the two schools that I hate. And maybe there was a little bias from me, a little hope <laughs> that uh, that uh, Texas and Oklahoma could both lay eggs. But, hey, you know what? That's why we do it. And like you said, we got 40-1 to 1 on Gundy on Saturday, um, still in the pocket. So so that, that was our standings. Uh, Rush, I'll, I'll hand it back to you. Mm-hmm. This, this was a, uh, obviously our first year doing the show. And it was kind of, I think, special for you, too, especially because you grew up a BYU fan. And yep. this was the inaugural year of the Cougars coming in. And then you, we get the news that the Utes are coming. So now you got the Holy War coming over to the Big 12. Just your overall thoughts on the year, our first year doing the show, and just this new Big 12 of Texas and Oklahoma out, four newcomers in, with the four newcomers that already came in. A lot of moving parts in the Big 12. Yeah, there are. And when you know your first year of doing this show is you try to keep track of it, but you really, as much as people want to pretend, no one knows how it unfolds. I mean, a common theme we saw this year in betting is fade the line movement. Whichever way the line moves, go the opposite. So it even shows that the professionals and those setting the lines, you know, it's college. Like even though guys are getting paid now, it's still that amateur factor that's there. And I think what we've been calling, or at least I've been calling kind of the purgatory Big 12, right? That one year of 14 teams, two leaving, four coming in the next year is this is the first year, right? You, that you don't have that traditional round robin. And I think, you know, w- where you had, Ryan, your standings of Texas and Oklahoma, I think in a year where you have that traditional round robin, you're not too far off. We've seen Texas and Oklahoma choke. But then when you bring in the, the new four comers and, you know, in the long term is they will be all right. They will figure you know things out, and for the long term, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out this conference. But you're going to have a little watered-down conference, and I think that's how you were able to see Texas and Oklahoma end up kind of being to where they were. And I don't think you were necessarily wrong in that manner. But obviously con- covering the conference expansion, what's going back and forth, and then going into to next year where it's, okay, we've got a whole new set of a, a Big 12, the Big 16, where yep. every team's kind of the same. Right. This year we kind of felt that way, but you know, Texas, Texas is a great team. We hate it, but it, it is what it is. Um, obviously Oklahoma, did, you know, exceeded our expectations. And then of course, Oklahoma state, the one thing that remained is Gundy being Gundy, which was great to see. You still have that traditional big 12 there, uh, the, the spirit of the big 12, but a lot of, a lot of moving parts. And you know, when you cover it, it, it it's, you try to like let go of that old brain, but also try to remember what happens. But then there's so much more coming in as well. No, you, you, you figure it out, but I will say we all made in, you know, in game adjustments. Uh, our records were good. Our part, you know, our teasers were pretty decent. We, we definitely made people money. So even though we might've been wrong in the preseason, our records actually reflect a great year. Who isn't wrong in the preseason? Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and I, I got to go back and tally up the the last week, and then I'll we'll we'll recap that on our official when we preview the bowl season. I, I guess we, I guess technically we still have a bunch of games to preview because sure. bowl season's here. Bowl season's fucking great. I I know that we want we want to expand the playoff. I agree, but I do love the day games during the holiday season. You can't beat it, Troy. So this is special for Rush, obviously, because of BYU. You grew up, uh, we, we mentioned in the intro, always fighting a family civil war with Oklahoma ties, Oklahoma State ties. 
Final year in Bedlam, man. Um, didn't disappoint. I mean, what 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 was your takeaway from the first year on the show, and then just also just a crazy year, man, with, with the Oklahoma Bedlam not being here anymore, unfortunately. Well, the only good part about it is everything has kind of gone exactly how you'd want it to go. Oklahoma wins that last game against Texas. Oklahoma State doesn't have Texas scheduled. So Oklahoma State has to win the Bedlam in order to get their last matchup against Texas. So everything could be forgiven and no one will give a shit. If Mike Gundy pulls off this win against Texas, then who cares about Bedlam? We're Big 12 champs and everyone can suck it. Um, (laughs) It's going to be interesting. I'm I'm really interested to see how uh, the Oklahoma and the Texas fare in the SEC because – to be completely honest, wasn't ultraly impressed with the SEC this year. I kind of feel as if Texas could have competed in this season. And I think because of Oklahoma's offense, they might have been able to uh, upset a couple of the top teams. It's uh, it's going to be weird adding those guys into the SEC where we're so used to the the losses always coming in the predictable spots. There's no real like bottom feeders that are pulling upsets on the Alabamas and the Georgias in the SEC. Maybe now you've got some, you know, middle range teams, middle high range teams with Oklahoma and Texas that are going to be a threat to those Alabamas and Georgias on a on a consistent basis. I mean, Texas beat them this year in Tuscaloosa, probably the biggest win in all of college football that for some reason people seem to be forgetting about. Uh, but we do yeah. got to thank Oklahoma for beating Texas, because if Texas was undefeated right here, we'd be hearing scenarios where they could lose to Oklahoma State and still make the playoff. <laughs> Oh, that would be miserable. No, Troy, I think you make a good point because if you remember, too, A&M was kind of a middle-of-the-road at the end, Big 12 team. They they were in that fourth, fifth range. They went to the SEC in their first year. I know they had Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, but they, they were right there. They won 10 games the first year. I don't think – I think the Big 12 is better than the SEC. Not at the top, everybody. Not Georgia and Alabama. Oh, yeah. But the the bottom half of the SEC blows. I I, I mean Vanderbilt, South Carolina, uh, Kentucky is fool's gold too. I mean they just mm-hmm. beat up oh, on yeah. all the MAC teams so that Stoops can get his fucking uh, contract extension each year. Florida's not uh, even going to a bowl. Florida's terrible now. Um, who who else am I thinking? Of? I mean the Mississippi Mississippi State without Leach is not the same. The only ones that are really worth the damn, obviously Georgia and Alabama. Ole Miss is an offense cha 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 type team. LSU kind of the same with, with LSU oh, this year. Yeah. Old, yeah. Old, old Miss is the Penn State of the SEC. They oh, can yeah. never get over that hump. They uh, can always good... hang with it, but they can't beat the Alabama or the Georgia. But I agree with you, Ryan. It's kind of what we've been saying all season is the Big 12 is the league of the middle class where everyone's kind of the same. Maybe our top's not better than the SEC's top, but our bottom's way better than the SEC. Maybe not way better, but it, it is. Asking. Well, actually – I will say Cincinnati's got to be way better than Vanderbilt. So yes, I will say I will I will say it, it is way better. But let, it, yeah, uh, let me ask you this: uh, We'll we'll take West Virginia for mm-hmm. example. If West Virginia went to the SEC right now and got to play an eight game conference schedule and got to play all those cupcakes that those teams play in the non con, I think they win nine games with this team this year. I, I think the never- record's better in the SEC than it was in the Big Twelve. I would not be surprised to see them win seven or the same eight games just with that schedule. And maybe even more because of the non-con, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe one more because of, you know, Helen Keller school for the blind against West Virginia is usually not much of a game, but yeah. uh, like we were talking about the, the, the top's not as good, but this is the truck stop conference. Like they're, 
we're worried about bottoms. Everybody's checking out the ass and, and the big 12 <laughs> has that ass that's driving the conference still. And yeah. I, I kind of expect those schools that joined before this year to take another step up. I mean, maybe not Cincinnati, but UCF is on the precipice of, you know, two or three more wins, even this year, just with a little bit more health, maybe a little bit more depth being in the power five. Uh, Arizona coming in going to be a threat, especially if Fafita stays around their game kind of works in really well to what the big 12 allows from uh, like a refereeing and, and game style standpoint. Yeah. It's again, and it's not like they're gaining, you know, Utah's a great program, but it's not like Utah is coming in as, you know, the Michigan or Ohio state that's showing up. That's a, a one loss school on a regular basis playing you know a, a super tough uh schedule they they play as well as they can in the non-con but it's still going to be a bit of a step up for them in terms of the every week grind i think the ass is getting bigger uh, they're just adding on to that 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 midsection of the big 12 and it makes for a very entertaining conference if nothing else it'll be fun next year now they do need to figure out the conferences versus pods because, and I'm sure they're waiting a little bit, seeing what the ACC is going to do and figuring that out. But you do need to kind of start creating. Just make those them play regional. 14 games. Fuck those kids. I'm fine. <laughs> 10 conference games. Yeah, I'm all for it. Fuck the games. kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're getting paid. They're getting paid they're playing professionals now. Yeah. yeah, you're getting paid. Get compensated. You're allowed to, you're allowed to ride around in like a seventy thousand dollar car if you're a Utah football player. You can play an extra game. You're in an F one fifty. It's all good. Absolutely. I love it. it. Hey, real quick. Let me talk about bet rivers before we dive into the actual matchup. Cause uh, the big 12 college experience is brought to you by bet rivers, which is available in 14 States plus Ontario, Canada. Bet rivers has some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. And let me tell you, Great for college basketball. I that, That's definitely my go-to. And go check us out on the college basketball experience every single night. Depositing and withdrawals is super easy on Bet Rivers. Uh, my Bet Rivers play, uh, it, I will go right to uh, tomorrow night. We're going to go rock chalk at, at Allen Fieldhouse against the defending UConn Hus- or defending easy. champs and UConn Huskies. Kansas laying two. I already bet it on Bet Rivers. Go over there and smash it. Rock Chalk's going to get it done statement game. Sign up using our link to risk a free bet up to $500. Just uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. And if you got a problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. All righty, we're back on the Big 12 college experience. Let's talk a little, uh, so a little bit of reflection on the year. So if you're watching on YouTube.com, Slash the college experience. Uh, we we got the line ticker in right below our beautiful logo. Shout out to Cam Kerr, graphics designer. This is this is kind of mind boggling that this number's gotten up to fifteen and a half. And Rush has made a good point of fading the line movement has been very profitable this season. So could it come through once more? Uh, before we give out our picks over unders, money lines, etc. Uh, let me let me ask Keys victory. Troy, you watch every Oklahoma State game. They struggle down the stretch. How do the Cowboys get the magic back? What like how do they pull off what would be a huge upset as a two touchdown dog against the Texas Longhorns? Well, when I went back and kind of looked through the Texas schedule to attempt to find anything similar to what Oklahoma State has of a rushing game, 
there's not much. I mean, even Kansas yeah. State, they had that Treshawn Ward had 30 yards and DJ Giddens had 23, 22 yards. The the only real running success against Texas was Dylan Gabriel as a quarterback carrying the ball for about 115 yards. I think the key to success is what Oklahoma State already does really, really well, and that's just hand the ball off to Ollie and let him go because they Texas hasn't really played much of a uh, a full ball control team like Oklahoma State tends to be with a couple of possession receivers. I know they take a few shots, but a lot of their chunk plays are behind the line screens and and little dump offs or just you know halfback slam and Ollie comes out the other side. So the keys to victory on the on the Oklahoma State side on the offense is you know just continue to do what you've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Uh, the other thing I was looking at is in similar, I would think similar quarterbacks to Quinn Ewers this year. The only guys that I kind of came up with, uh, and, and Jason Beans in here just because his performance was pretty good against Oklahoma State. But Garrett Green, 15 of 30 for 249 yards, a two touchdowns and a pick. That's okay. If they can if they can do anything around that with Quinn Ewers, they will probably win the game. Mm-hmm. But the scary ones for me is Jason Bean threw for 410, going 23 of 34 with five touchdowns. And Dylan Gabriel threw for 344 yards on him, even though he didn't really throw the ball into the end zone or or really succeed around that red zone when the when the field gets shorter, is not as much open space for him. So I think I could see Quinn Ewers compiling a lot of yards. But the red zone defense for Oklahoma State is going to have to stand strong. If they can hold to a couple of field goals and they can control the ball, Gundy's got a chance to win this outright. Rush, what would be your keys for an upset? Got to slow down the game. Kind of what Troy was alluding to is you got to hand this ball off and you got to take time off the play clock and you got to you got to play. It's actually kind of – we're going to see the basketball version of it on Friday when West Virginia plays – St. John's is St. John's is going to want to play fast and physical and go. And West Virginia is going to want to have to slow down the ball game because of everything going on. You're going to have the exact same football matchup on Saturday is if, if, if Oklahoma state can even on defense, right. Is yeah. A little, some concerns with the secondary. And, and like you were saying, Troy, with that Jason Bean statistics is you can't have yours doing that, but you know, the thing I love about Gundy is he plays to win. And you get to this point, you're already playing with house money if you're Oklahoma State. Yeah, I know this means a lot because they're leaving and sort of that. But if you go out there and, I, I mean, I'm I'm blitzing a lot. I'm just, I'm trying to get in Ewer's head. Keep this game as close as you can to at halftime. And then, you know, that end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, when they're just not getting momentum and then Ollie Gordon breaks off for a run and then they just kind of fold the kind of the way Oklahoma state did to us West mm-hmm. Virginia is, is, you know, they were, they were, they, we were beating them at the end of the third quarter, I think going into the fourth quarter. And then, you know, they just, you get right, you get tangled right into that Gundy web and you just, next thing you know, you're stuck and it's too late. He's got you. So they, just keep playing that style of ball. Uh, Troy, if the game gets away from Oklahoma State, the line's 15. So obviously a lot of people think that the Longhorns are just going to roll their ass. We don't, but if it were to get away, why would it get away? I think it would have a lot to do with Texas trying to prove that they're a playoff team and not taking their foot off the gas. Just, yeah. you know, 
the 45 to 21 would look way better than 35 to 21 or something along those lines. Let's, let's pump this up a little bit. Uh, if they, I think if Oklahoma state does blitz a little too much, Quinn Ewers is, is a good enough of a scrambler and downfield thrower that they could blitz themselves out of some, you know, long third downs where they give up stuff downfield, leaving their secondary. That's already a little bit poor hanging out to dry. I. I would almost make Quinn Ewers pick a part of zone more than trying to force him to make decisions fast because I'm in the camp that I think Quinn Ewers is pretty dumb. And I think you would, you know, turn the spotlight on and allow him to be dumb instead of force him into plays that I think he, as, as a, as a playmaker, he's a hell of a football player, but you're not really thinking much when you're scrambling and just throwing to the first open guy you see. I would almost make him use his brain more and and see if he could really do that. And if you are slowing the game down and he's not ultra efficient, you could see, you know, with Jonathan Brooks being out, you could see Texas maybe having some short drives and punting the ball away. You got to eat five or six minutes up every single time they do that. If not, I could see Texas covering this. I, I, I Either mm-hmm. way wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. I could almost see Texas winning this game by three or four touchdowns if, you know, they're rolling and everything's going their way. It would not be surprising, and they they have the motivation to do it as well. So there I is agree. still that angle. Yeah, I'm kind of in the camp of Texas is going to cover or Oklahoma State's going to win. Like, I don't think Texas is going to win by, like, seven, if, if that yeah. makes sense. For me, the big thing's turnovers. I think that's what it comes down to. First team that loses the ball twice is going to lose this game, especially Alan Bowman does a stupid interception. Ollie Gordon, even though he doesn't do this, the one time Ollie Gordon fumbles, you know, it's it's in this type of game. We've we've seen stuff like that before. I I, I think it's but you know, you could have it the other way where next thing yours throws some stupid, you, you know, Texas starts with the ball, drive, 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 and throw some like the boneheaded inter- Yeah, exactly. Throw some boneheaded interception so to me that's what this game comes down to oklahoma state i think is going to at least need to have the turnover margin favor them by one i if this game is zero zero turnovers i think texas wins pretty handedly it's a it's a great point by both you guys because you look at the the two upsets that oklahoma state had to pull to get them in position uh they won the turnover battle three to one against oklahoma and then the K-State game that we talked about, they uh, they won that one four no three nothing. So they won the turnover by multiple to- or multiple possessions. Also, I mean, you look at the, probably the next best team on their schedule that they played during this run. It was Kansas with Jason Bean. They forced him into a bunch of turnovers. Um, I mean, he had two interceptions. They had a fumble, so they won the turnover battle by two or more in that. They they got to steal some possessions against they Texas do. because they, they can't to. go body for body. Um, I think Bowman's got to win the game. I, I they're going to sell out to stop Ollie Gordon. I think Gordon will still get his hundred yards, but it's going to be hard earned. But Bowman's got to be able to find a way to fucking make some big throws, and that's what he did against Oklahoma, Kansas, and in um, K State. Timely throws, yeah. That, that coming off those uh, turnovers, so. I think he can, and we'll, and we'll give out our official predictions here on the other side. But first, we're going to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Um, Underdog Fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, simply pick higher or lower on your favorite uh, fantasy stats and cash in. Troy, 
I know you were looking at some underdog pick em plays. Anything that's popping your eye right now as we head in? You can't give out Dylan Gabriel. He's not playing in this one. <laughs> can't give out Dylan Gabriel. Wow, sadly. We <laughs> had a whole month uh, of fucking September and it won every time. It's great. Crushing it every <laughs> single time. We do have a pretty solid seven to seven point five to one here. Um, I'm going higher on the Brennan Presley rushing or receiving touchdowns. It's only 0.5, and it's a scorcher right now on underdog. So you get the 1.25 bonus. I'm going to go higher on the Olive Garden. He's at 103.5 rushing yards. I think he gets there even if it takes him 28 carries. They're going to give him the ball, and they're going to – I mean, whether they're gaining yards or not, they're going to be using it to eat up clock. And then I'm going to go higher on Quinn Ewers. Uh, just seeing Dylan Gabriel's passing yards and Jason Bean's passing yards and and even, even Green's passing yards, he's only set at 265.5. So I'm going higher on that one. I think, you know, the, the middle part of the field is going to be pretty open. Hopefully the red zone kind of squanders that for Oklahoma State. But I do think Quinn gets his yards. Those three, seven and a half to one. There you go. Get over there and get down on it. And, and get over there to underdog uh, fantasy, man. They're doing the best. And you watch on YouTube.com slash college experience. You see that code, T-C-E-S-G-P-N. Doing great work. Great guys over there. And it's easy to work the app, man. It, it, they're always giving away good promos. And you can watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little bit of cash over on Underdog's mobile website or app, underdogfantasy.com. And when you use that sign-up code, SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit uh, up to $100. That is the Underdog Fantasy promo code, SGPN. Hall of Fame Bets is what we're also brought to you by. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer with historical data so you know with the revolutionary parlay optimizer tool which one has the best rates to, so you know which one has the best value to get the best bang for your buck on your parlay. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users with researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft a more intelligent data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All righty, we're back on the Big 12 College Experience. All right, we beat around the bush long enough, guys. It's uh, time, to, time to pick out um, some winners here. Those watching online right now see the spread at, uh, what is it, 15 and a half currently. It opened at, what, uh, 10 and a half? So this thing has been bet the hell up here. Uh, everybody thinks the Longhorns are going to roll here. Uh, Rush, we went through our, our history last night. Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy has won 8 out of 10 in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, 41-34. Um Year before that, 32-24. Texas got them in the COVID year when there were no fans, so that's kind of basically the last time they beat uh, Gundy. You know where I'm going. I mean, I'm going to tell you how we're going to get there. I mean, I got 40-1, to one, so I really don't even have to bet the game because I'm just going to sit on my 40-1 to one and fucking cash when Gundy comes through for me. I think I, I, I we laid out the, the blueprint. Win the turnover battle. Um Bowman's got to make some big throws like he did against Oklahoma, like he did against Kansas State. And and one other thing about this Big 12 title game, the history of it, when a team has everything to lose, they have laid egg after egg after egg, whether it was K-State 
and 98, whether it was Oklahoma in 2001, whether it was Oklahoma State a couple years ago, shit, almost TCU last year, the dog is always alive in this game because it's a crazy Big 12 league. The dog always comes through. Gundy's going to grind this motherfucker out. He's going to find a way, just like you said, Texas lost to Oklahoma. Oklahoma lost to Oklahoma State. Sets up perfectly for Mike Gundy to say sayonara to the Texas Longhorns of the SEC. No playoff for you, horns down. Give me the pokes. 33-30. Let's go. So I'm on the over, and I'm on the pokes. It's 5-1 to one if you want the money line, but, I mean, I'm sticking with my 40-1 to one, uh, preseason ticket. <laughs> Troy, I, give me your uh, take. I think I'm going to get a little greedy on the five to one myself. Um, just seeing Alan Bowman go through practice this week with the Zach Robinson shirt on is just, it's, that's too much nostalgia for me. Uh, uh, I think that the Texas Longhorns have shown that they have a, a little bit of an issue closing out games. And they've been fortunate enough that those games haven't been against, you know, the greatest competition even the Kansas state game that they were able to win, they let them right back in there, even with a huge yeah. lead. I think that when the nerves come in the fourth quarter, that you're going to see Texas make some mistakes and you're going to see the, the veteran presence of Alan Bowman kind of, you know, control the game a little bit. I don't know if he's got to make too many big throws. He's definitely going to have to make some third down completions and whatnot, but I think Oklahoma state gets this one on the money line. I think it's going to be 35 to 34 Ollie Gordon, two point conversion with balls of steel to win the game instead of kicking the extra point. Oh God, that'd be great. Rush. So I've said this before, and we did a little preview of this on the Ryan and Rush show uh, yesterday too. So everyone go check out the Ryan and Rush show for the more West Virginia side of things. But of course we do big 12 and other storylines there as well. My concern with Oklahoma State is in that BYU game, we've seen this happen before, is sometimes a team works so hard to get back into a game, especially a final regular season game where you know they put all of it into it to get to that championship game. And by the time they get to the championship game, they're just they're just done. They're just worn out. They they the getting to the championship game in a way is their championship. So, you know, Mike Gundy won coach of the year, absolutely deserved it. Looking forward to Neil Brown next year, but we'll talk about there when we get there. <laughs> um, I think this Texas team is different. I think uh, as much as it kills me to say it, I, I just, I have to speak what I feel is true. I, I think Steve Sarkeesian has been a lot better this year. He, there's something about an even keel from him. Have they been lucky Texas? Yeah, absolutely. K State should have beaten them. There's a bunch of other games where, where people should have gotten Texas. And maybe there is a case to be like, Hey, this player, that play, they shouldn't be here. But the fact is that they are in here. Um, unfortunately, boys, I have to take Texas in this, and which is actually good because you don't want unanimous, right? You you need that one person. Emotional hedge. Hear, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You need that one person so you guys get your hit bets hit. So to be to to be honest, I want Oklahoma State to win. I hope I'm wrong. I want your boys to get your forty to one bets and any other bets you put on Oklahoma State. To me, this year it just feels a little different. Um, and I think Texas is going to win this game and I think they're going to, I'll think, um, I think they're going to win pretty well. I'm going to take the, I'm going to lay the 15 and a half points, uh, and Ooh. especially, which is very possible, um, Alabama and both Louisville winning, uh, o Ohio state, not playing. And I think Texas deserves the, 
tiebreaker over Alabama for head-to-head. I do think that matters. Um, and maybe the Big 12 milks Texas for everything they got, and Texas slips their way into the top four. So at a minimum, at least the Big 12's benefits financially. So I'm going Texas minus 15 and a half. And we still got Kennedy here for, for a nice flip. Which one's heads? Which one's tails? Uh, Oklahoma State's heads because they're on the road. Are they? Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I like, yep. Or they're. Oh, the there you go. Kennedy's on Oklahoma State as well. So there you, there go. you go. All of you guys, you got me. The one, the counter, counter, counter your and, pick there. So. And betting splits. Uh, I mean, just since this is an isolated game, it's, there's not really a public side here. Um, I would say that probably Texas is more public, but it's not like one of those. It's not. It's not like what the Alabama Georgia game is going to be, where everybody's going to pick Georgia. I think the public and the sharps are on Texas. I think everybody's expecting Texas to put on a show to put themselves in contention for that fourth spot in the playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vsin is pre- another sponsor of. Uh, Sports gonna be podcast time work. Yeah, it's 50-50, like you said. But obviously there's some sharp money on uh Texas because the numbers moved almost a fucking touchdown. Yeah. But hey, but theme the of the year. Fade the, the line movement, baby. Hey, we got the opening right line cor- basically correct when we were all at hard times and we what we'd say yeah. like around nine and a half it would open at what was it, ten and a half? Ten? Ten and a half, yeah. Yeah, so we're about I, I did not see it get to fifteen, so we'll see. Yeah. These uh the, the, the computers love Texas, so... Uh, yeah, and the computers aren't taking into account that Gundy wants that WWE belt. <laughs> That's another good point. <laughs> Nobody's taking into account the belt. The belt could change everything. This was... Oh, I mean, man. If, this this comes, if this comes true, this would be one of the best memes of all time. <laughs> Troy, you're Troy. You're gonna have this fucking tweeted uh, about 4 o'clock Eastern on Saturday after slugging a couple, uh, couple fireball shots about... 15 beers you'll be you'll be ready to pass out at five o'clock eastern i mean with a 40 to one winner (laughs) if they get the win i can pass out whenever (laughs) there you go (laughs) no doubt uh all right so i know there's some other action too i know we're the big 12 but rush makes a good point if texas wins i think they should be in i'm not gonna lie as much as i I hate them they they wanted alabama i mean you can't discredit the that win i so I'm going to give out what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be mayhem on Saturday. And so I got my parlay going. These guys are going to give out their parlay. I got a 35 to one. Um, and that, that starts with Oklahoma state knocking off Texas. Um, so I got that. Then I got Alabama beating Georgia. That's plus plus one seventy five. And this is over at bet rivers, by the way. And then in the nightcap, I know Troy hates this. I got Louisville pulling the stunner because the committee does not want Florida State in the fucking tournament. So that would get Michigan. I think Oregon will beat Washington. It'll go Michigan, Oregon, Alabama, and Georgia. And somehow, some way, the fucking filthy SEC will have two teams with their two babies of Georgia and Alabama somehow across the finish line in my scenario. I would think if Alabama wins It's like a game, filthy parlay, but I could see it happening. I would think if Alabama and Texas win, they're both in. Regardless of what else happens, I think you would keep Georgia out to put Texas in because they beat Alabama I agree. on the road. Yeah, you can't put – yeah. No, no, and no, the, yeah. Georgia Texas, would be my fourth. And the Texas loss is at a neutral site rivalry game. So it's yeah. – you know, and it's it's a loss that occurred in the last minute of the game. I know they had a couple of wins yeah. that were, you know – 
may be considered lucky at the end, but if you look at their whole resume and whatnot, it would be more impressive at 12 and one than Georgia at 12 and one because they went to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama. And that should be something that holds a lot more weight than what people are giving it credit for. Now, the only difference I have in in your predictions is I don't think Mike Norvell is going to lose. I just think that he might at this point in time for what he's done the last couple of years at Florida state significantly overlooked in the, in the coach rankings. Mike Norvell is a culture guy. And that's the only thing that the ACC, you know, when, when Dabo had his, his church culture going, they were, they were crushing the ACC. Now Mike Norvell's got his, you know, we're supposed to remember we're the goddamn Seminoles. We don't lose to these other fucking Florida schools. And ever since that started to kind of churn for them, they're doing pretty well. Uh, The Kentucky loss scares me because Louisville lost, but it also scares me because their defense down the field was Swiss cheese. Tate Rodemaker can make those throws. Tate Rodemaker is as good as Devin Leary. I mean, that's not saying much, but that's kind of the point. (laughs) There's not, Louisville doesn't really scare me. I know from an offensive side, they, they can, they can move the ball, but I don't know if they've seen Jared verse running at their quarterback throughout this whole year, playing some of the ACC teams and whatnot. They, they did kind of have a cupcake schedule. So I don't know if Louisville's proved too much. In fact, I think they kind of showed their true colors against Kentucky. So what's your parlay then? So I will go Alabama, Oklahoma state on the money line. And I think Washington beats Oregon. I think the team that everybody everybody was trying to figure out who's this year's TCU. I think it's Washington. They're the, the that's they a have, big dog, man. I like that. And they've go. got they've got the resume too. I mean, I would almost argue that Washington's loss to Oregon, I would still put them above Georgia if Georgia can't beat Alabama. Washington's resume mm-hmm. is very impressive. So I agree. I I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling that the penis is going to beat the dicks. <laughs> I and, I said that on Ryan and Rush yesterday. Is what if we're in a situation where Oregon and Washington play down to absolute madness, even goes to overtime, and Oregon squeaks by, and then you have like Alabama win, Louisville win. It, you almost need to put both Pac-12 teams in there, and of course, it's fitting for the last year of the Pac-12. Um, and this is, you know, I. For me, I my parlay is Alabama money line, Louisville money line. Sorry, Troy, tell Jimbo I apologize. But if they win, hey, they absolutely deserve to to get in there. And 100%. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Washington plus ten. Plus ten. All right, real yeah. quick. Troy's is sixty five to one. By the way, so Damn, if you want, if you go want, wrong there. If you want, <laughs> Al- if, you want, if you want Washington on the money line, three to one on Friday night, followed by Bama and Oklahoma State on Saturday. That's sixty five to one. Uh, Rush, you said what? You're taking the 10? Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Taking Washington plus 10. Louisville money line, Bama money line. So we all have Bama. I think we, that's, that's going to happen. And you're saying Georgia's the public side. I feel like everyone's been on Alabama, but maybe this is more the gambling community than the Uh, actual. You got a lot of teasers with, uh, with Georgia in it. Teasing them to win the game. Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) Big save has like been a dog three times in his life. You're gonna fucking smack Georgia. Uh well, Rush, yours, yours is ten to one. If you want to take it's out Washington, bad. if you want to take out Washington and get another dog in there, there's plenty of opportunities. You could take yeah, Iowa. I, 
<laughs> to score no. one point, that's a ten to one odds. You can oh, add yeah. you can add the Michigan. Yeah, that's okay. the other one. I'm definitely playing Iowa against Michigan. I think there's a chance that the Hawkeyes win that game. I really do think there's a do chance. You really? I'm not a chance. I hope, I I hope really you're do. right. I really I hope really you're right. I'd lose my mind if you're right. I, like if all underdogs win this weekend, like I you just maybe have to implement all right, twelve team playoff now. Well, that's that's I mean, the Russ, thing. Is Russ, the, you like the, the Vegas team? They're they're plus one twenty on the money line against Boise. It's a home game. Yeah, UNLV. That would be fitting. We went to the game for my bachelor party. Yeah, throw yeah a and Boise UNLV shouldn't even there. be fucking playing. Should be San Jose State. Yeah, what oh, happened no. there? The computer they they wrote some program where the computer oh, chose so and they took BCS. into think, they took into <laughs> account like home field advantage and and shit like like ticket sales and stuff like that they didn't what they tied in the computer yeah it was a three-way tie and somebody had wrote some computer program to decide the two teams yeah it was crazy not only that they they when they when they announced that they were going to use the computer program they said something like the results will be out in 48 hours bitch that's a computer program you press the enter button (laughs) and it tells you the results right away they should have had a live stream of that oh yeah I, see, if I'm a coach or I'm another team, I would rather just pick two out of three of a ha- out of a hat. Like yeah. I would actually roll I, dice. Yes, uh, gets me fired. But up. it it seems like the underdogs have a chance just because throughout the year everybody's been talking about how you know this would have been the year to do the twelve team playoff. This was yeah. finally the time where we had at least nine or ten teams up there that are going to give you competitive first round games. Maybe they get put in that scenario where they've got to pick four and they really want to pick eight or 12. So, Love them Hawkeyes, so, baby. Uh, so somehow, some way it'll be Michigan, uh, Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio state. No, <laughs> I will beat, I will beat Michigan and Ohio state goes instead of Michigan. They should. They that should would be, because, that would be the funniest thing that's ever happened. Cause they could win the national championship score 13 points, baby football's back. All right. <laughs> enough, enough flabbergasted. So I got a 35 to one. I got 35 to one parlay. I got 40 to one on Gundy from preseason. Troy's got 40 to one on Gundy in the preseason. He's also got a 65 to one. And then Rush has a, he's got a, he's got a little guy, 10 to one. So, Hey, 10 to well, one, yeah. 10 to one though. Money's money. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Swing for the fences, everybody. Let's go. If people haven't learned, I'm the conservative better of of all of us by now. Well, now there's your official. (laughs) And I can't wait. Uh, We'll we'll know bowl games on Sunday, so we'll recap this game. Look ahead. Look ahead to uh, the the transfer portal Monday. (laughs) It will be transfer portal Monday, and I can't wait to uh, you know our first subscriber on the Big Twelve College Experience when he's hoisting the big 12 championship baby so let's go uh all right uh rush tell everybody where to find you at uh, rambling rush twitter instagram uh we'll be live on the ryan and rush show later day we have those out six o'clock discussing the w basketball team and their game against uh rick patino and st john's tomorrow so come come see us at six o'clock over on that channel yes sir troy yeah find me over on the x just at Troy Tuning, the whole the whole name T R O Y C H E W N I N G. Um, I guess pretty good first show for my new webcam. Uh, people were complaining that they couldn't see my beautiful fucked up face, so <laughs> had to bring it to them. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be you know with the the Big Twelve Big East battle, it's gonna be a hell of a week for sports yet again. And uh, let's go underdogs. I mean. 
it's, it would be mayhem's the best. The only way to make college football more fun at the end of the year is to have these underdogs start winning games and making it, you know, enjoyable for everyone instead of the same three or four teams just rolling up every year. Amen. Amen. Favorites have been rolling these last couple of weeks, everybody. Beware. You can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. I'll see you guys in a couple hours on the college basketball experience. That's all I got, man. And the Ryan and Russia. And the Ryan and Russia. show, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all blending together. So get over <laughs> there, are. subscribe. Uh, yeah. And let it ride. We are out of here.